Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. This is a great article that we're going to read today, Brandon, because before you started selling encyclopedias out of your car, you were a teacher for a number of years. So here's the headline. Want to sound more confident? Ditch these 10 phrases that make you look insecure and arrogant, said word experts Kathy and Ross Petrus, writing in msnbc.com. You can find them on the Twitters at, at Petrus. They're word nut siblings, writers, New York Times bestselling author of You're Saying It Wrong, and they also host the show on NPR. Brandon, all I ever want to do is speak more confidently around you. Well, I know that, and you, that's why you, you constantly flub uh, words, which is interesting. Maybe you should reach out to Kathy and Ross and see if they can help you a little bit, because I'm always amazed that you are a broadcaster with the way you mangle speech. It, it truly amazes me. You're the master of the mixed metaphor, all these things, but I will say that this article made it was cringeworthy for me personally. <laughs> cringeworthy because I fall into the evil category on almost every one of these things. And mm. if I'm really honest with myself, I've got to listen to what Kathy and Ross say and do something about it because <laughs> I I I was the I won't get too much into the details on this, but it is it, it definitely struck a nerve with me for sure. Okay, so when I before we get started this article, I think of this southern lady hosting her friends on the back porch of her house in Alabama, and she says, God bless her heart, but and then she bashes some lady. Yeah, well I will say bless your heart. Yeah, it's bless like your the heart. ultimate ultimate rip in the South is just to say bless your heart. Bless their heart. They're just dumber than a bag of hammers, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of adages and mixed metaphors in there, but yeah, so I mean language is is certainly important. All right, 10 phrases to ditch if you want to sound more self-assured and likable. Number one, Brandon, I don't mean to brag, but but you are bragging if you say that. Yeah, I mean, that's you're the king of calling people out on the humble brag, even when it's not actually a humble brag. You well, love to do it. You love, yeah. love, love. I mean, it's like you're the king of bringing up the same thing, like saying that I worked for a, an encyclopedia company. I worked for Oxford <laughs> University Press, which is a major international corporation. But don't let the truth get in the way. And it was while I was teaching in between that and went back. But but do people really say that? Does some I oh I don't mean all to brag. The time. Oh, people oh do it all God. the time. I don't mean to brag, but I'm really good at X. I mean, I, you're bragging. I mean, you're you are you are bragging. I mean, that's a little of all the ones in here. That was the one that was most low hanging fruit to me. It was like, yeah, I mean. People that say that are, that it just sounds dumb. So don't do it, right? I mean, if you're saying it all the time, you're probably not going to be friends with that person. That's all. I, was, <laughs> I, was I definitely would. Like, I don't know anybody that does that all the time. I mean, if I heard it, I'd be like, "But you are bragging, right?" If you're my friend, so that one didn't bother me at all because I was like, "Whatever." What about someone that says number two? I already knew that. That is worse because that one says I'm insecure. And I'm not comfortable enough to just sit here and let you think that I don't know something. I have to prove to you that I do know something. That's why I was kind of like, uh, you don't need to say anything if you already knew it. Just let it go. But whatever. I love this one. And I use it with my middle kid who speaks in only in absolutes all the time. Research shows that narcissists rarely use words like maybe, guess, or perhaps. So should you say, I'm pretty sure that. 
Alice, I don't, I didn't know how to take this one. Right? It would say that you could say being confident enough to say that you don't know something can be the best way to initiate trust in your thing. I definitely suffer from this. I mean, I definitely have insecurities around knowledge. I think I never really thought I did, but I clearly, I don't want to admit that I don't know something sometimes. And that's, it's something I've had to grow into, uh, as I mature and be like, you know what? I could say, I don't know something. It's okay. Yeah. But, but, but this is saying I'm, they're not saying I'm sure that they're saying I'm pretty, it depends on how you say it. I'm pretty sure that that's not the answer. I'm pretty sure that's not the answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course. And some of this is semantics, right? Some of this is just the way we say it. Again, that was there were a couple in here, especially at the end of what not to do. That one was sort of like, I don't know if I've heard people say that. It doesn't really bother me is what I'm trying to say. The next uh, one does, four. though. Next one does number big f- time. Well, this is the Southern lady sitting on our Porsche. Right. Number four, no offense, but you're a giant a-hole. <laughs> I mean, that one speaks for itself. No offense, but you're a dick. Right. Wait, you didn't mean offense, but you were being offensive. So that one was completely. But you live in the South in a plantation. I mean, that's a very southern thing to do. Yes, definitely. No, I don't. And no one says that here. But old ladies say it for sure. Okay. Thank you. Overusing the I or me. Um, Like, is that as the third person or is that just like. That is San Francisco straight out the gate baby i you know what i'm doing i'm working on this thing i'm i started this new company i'm working on this new product i'm doing x everybody in your town wants to be relevant pretends to be relevant desires to be relevant so they use things like i or me they don't say things like it's kind of interesting that these things are happening or maybe i'm involved with this team of people that are really working on it everything is couched with look how important i am and that I or me is where I get that. Well, in this thing says research shows that people feel more positive about other people who use inclusive words like we and team when writing emails or text messages, check to see how many of your statements start with I. And my favorite one of this is the famous Michael Jordan quote where Phil Jackson goes to Michael Jordan and says like, Hey, Michael, there's no I in team. And he goes, but there is in win. (laughs) (laughs) I think that this is a, a really funny one in terms of, we and team. So it, at my company, people, they're, hey, team, hey, team, I can't stand it. It's so, it, again, it always comes down to semantics. It always comes down to how you're using it or if it's, are using it, is it, are you simply using it to fill space? But you don't really mean that. We're not really, yeah. it. hey, team, like, what, oh, we're a team? We're batting? Am I going to bat fourth today? Because I really want to bat fourth today. I just, it just, I, it rings really hollow to me. I would much rather the person say, use different language around that, but whatever. People use those as sort of like, you know, place markers in their language. Yeah. They're saying team. Or they don't, and the other one is uh, when someone calls you buddy, they don't know your name, but they're trying to make it nice. Like, hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? Like, uh, you know, hey, guy. hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you. Number, hey, number six. Oh, I'm just kidding. Like, this is the typical Donald Trump line, right? He's like, oh, I, I, I was joking. I'm, I'm kidding. That's not, a, that's not real. Well, you came out of your mouth. I probably am guilty of this more than I like to admit. I, oh. I, I think I do this. I'm just kidding. When I'm just ripping you, know, I've had to really pay attention to even in my uh, you know chat discussions. It's like I like to give people a little ribbing. You do it all the time too, where we kind of rib each other. I think when you're really close to people, you can get away with it. I think you got to be really careful about using this one. I'm just kidding. Instead of just basically saying nothing or. Like when you're about ready to give some little rip or, hey, I was just kidding, just don't say it. 
because then you don't have to say, I'm just kidding. It's, is it really worth it? Is that little dopamine push you're going to get from mocking somebody really worth it? I don't know. Probably not. Number seven, you probably don't know this, but oh, like, are you do- like corporate secrets? Oh, I definitely do this one. Right, you probably really? aren't aware. You're probably not aware that there's uh, fake meat being made out there, right? We should have shown fake meat. I, you know, it's a Cliff Clavin thing. I, I, <laughs> I mean, they're saying this phrase is practically guaranteed to irritate the listener. It, you know, it sort of assumes that the person doesn't know something. You probably could say it something along the lines of, you know, I read something interesting recently, and and yeah. this came up. Right again, it's it's basically controlling speech it's thinking about what you say before you say it is what this amounts to this one has giant douchebag written all over it number eight i'm surprised you're having problems with this it's so easy (laughs) okay look bro if you're still doing this you're six because my daughter does this and we have to say to her i would say to my students all the time it's easy if you know how to do it it's not easy if you don't know how to do it there are things that are so incredibly easy for me to do that other people really struggle with. And then there are some things that are incredibly challenging for me to do that other people don't struggle with. So that's just, you're, an, you're a four-year-old if you talk like that. Number nine, you just don't get it. Studies show that narcissists rarely admit that their ideas might not be the right thing to do and that this kind of statement could make people suspect you are one. You just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would sit there and talk about narcissists in this in the terms of it. A narcissist is so obvious to me in the sense that you've talked about a lot. It's those people that you go you get in a conversation and you realize about halfway through, they haven't asked you a single no. question about yourself. None. And that no. happens all the time where people just talk about themselves and their life. Part of that's narcissism. Part of it's just insecurity. Part of it's just being obtuse and not aware. But at this one, again, it's kind of up there with, I'm surprised you had a problem with this it's so easy. I, f- I think it falls into that category. Number 10, if I were you, I'd, and then here's the big oh. question, but you are not me. You have, you, uh, especially if you're at work, time. you have no idea who I am. I do this all the time. It's terrible. I, I saw this one. I was like, oh, it's, it was painful. I was like, oh my God, if I were you, I would get a job at blah, blah, blah. If I were you, I'm like, hey, dude, why don't you figure out your own life before you start giving me advice on it? Now, if somebody says to you, hey, what would you do if you were me? You could say, hey, if I was you, I would probably do X. That's different. That's the person no, seeking. I would us. disagree with you. Why? Because anytime anybody ever asks for advice, I tend to think they're not asking for advice. They're just giving verbal diarrhea, trying to talk it out, and nothing you say is going to impact them. When anybody asks for advice or something like that, I'm always like, so what do you mean? I always ask it back. Is it well, they like, said, talk? yeah, they said ha- asking questions like, have you tried or what about this? That's probably a better way to do it. That's what I was saying about I need to just figure out better ways of, of saying that and being a better listener. Right? Sometimes you're right. People just want to download. They just want you to listen. They don't want you to give them advice. No. So just listen. Like key on that list is my wife. Like she doesn't want me to give her advice ever, but she's always asking me, what do you think of this? I'm like, well, what do you think of this? <laughs> That's yes. very true. Corey actually wants my advice on things, so it's a little bit different. But I do think that's one of those things where, in any friendship or relationship or whatever, there were communication patterns they talked at the end, and that to me was far, far more pronounced. And these were all three of these for me constantly interrupting. I just did it to you. It's rude to cut people off while they're speaking. Oh, I do. I don't mean to. I'm so ADD in my brain. I'm so thinking about so many things that I'm just excited to get it out. I, but I realize it is rude. You need to take a second, pause, listen. Don't start formulating your thought before you actually listen to what the person said. Uh, do, you, do you ever do that, interrupt people, or is that not your thing? I interrupt people, for sure. For nah, sure. I don't think you do it like me as much, though. 
Well, I like this idea of your wife coming to you and asking for advice like you just said she did. She does. And then you were like, you probably didn't know this, Corey, but uh, I'm an expert <laughs> in quantum mechanics. And so you asked the right person. Yes. It's usually it's advice about some sort of work-related thing. But anyway, talking too much in general is absolutely me. I find myself filling up air. It's gotten better as I've gotten older. It's the reason why we do this podcast, right? We both no, like but to talk. You know the funny thing about that? You do talk too much. But you once told me that you're a verbal processor, yeah. and it's helped me with people that talk too much. You're you're not you come across across as you know what you're talking about, but you're actually trying to figure it out. Yeah, and that's given me a lot more mercy for people that talk to me. Like maybe they're just trying to figure out what their thoughts really are instead of telling me what they think. They're just trying to figure it out. Oh, absolutely, and I think that I am a external thinker. I mean, I, yeah. I talk my way through things. So absolutely. But that doesn't change the fact that people react to you. I've always had a problem with those people that talk about like, well, why do you talk so much? And I look at them and say, why don't you talk more? Right? I mean, there's <laughs> there's another side of that too, which is that, you know, I mean, there is this sort of like, you talk too much. It's like, no, when given the opportunity, you say nothing. So you don't let me have anything. So I, I think it's a little bit. The last one says, making everything about you. This is is this absolutely kills me. I don't think I do this. I might be guilty of it, but I know lots of people are. Right? A colleague mentioned that they are feeling burned out, immediately start talking about how burned out you are. I have these, I find this more, and again, this is going to come off as misogynistic. I don't mean it to be, but I find this more with women than with men. In my own experience. Uh-oh, again, send your complaints <laughs> to Brandon Doble at gmail.com. But I, I feel like you start talking about something and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I had such a horrible day. Let me talk about it. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> let me hear, let me have you download. Why don't you dump all the, the bad things that happened to your day? And at the end, it'll be like, oh, what about you? You're like, nah, it's never mind. I'm too tired to even talk about it anymore. So that's just my, I mean, but I'm sure I suffer from all of these at some point. Yeah, it's so funny. That's where we're different. It's like, I just don't want to tell anybody my business. I don't, I would prefer not to t- ever have to talk. It's very rarely that I kind of like in these conversations where I got to like share stuff, where she'll just share like a way to everybody at all times. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give you any of my goodies. I'd rather keep those to myself. Yeah, I'm not afraid of sharing for sure. I, I'm not, there's nothing in my closet that I'm afraid of sharing at all. But are I you do- sure back in the ATO house, there, <laughs> there's nothing uh, you want to share with us? Few skeletons <laughs> in the ATO house for sure. I think, uh, that, <laughs> I love that the Lambda Chi house, those kind of things didn't happen at a Lambda Chi house. I'm an open house. book, Brandon. Didn't, I'm open didn't, book. The, didn't the FBI surround your house? That never happened at mine. That did happen. But, but uh, I did nothing wrong. Well, there you go. I think that that's the funny part about all of this is that if nothing else, just being aware, you've talked about yeah. this a lot about being aware. Most people am I oversharing or undersharing? Am I? And I think you're right. Most people are not. I think the reason we started this show was to make people more aware of the world around them. That's our number one goal. We want people to to, to listen to this for ten minutes, fifteen minutes a day, and go, "Huh, I never really thought about that." And because that's what we're doing, right? We're reading this. We're going, "Huh, I never really thought about that." I think when you become so set in your ways. I was talking with my father-in-law, who I love. He's a great guy. This weekend, uh, our Corey's cousin took took his grandmother's house. It was a colonial, and he gutted it. And read it; it's beautiful. My and my father-in-law is like, ah, oh, it's, it's not colonial, bro. And I'm just like, bro, it was a dump. He fixed it up. It looks better just because it doesn't. Look. But it's like it's like trying to make everything stay the same. It's like take a little bit to think about the world around you than just like. Hey man, this is the way it is, and this is the way it's always going to be. This is the way it should be. Blah blah blah. And Brennan, on behalf of all fifteen people that are listening, we'd like to thank you for teaching us. 